When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az. We are uh, doing another Q&A a bit later in the week than we usually do, um, but we've had some great questions as always. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, drop them in the chat and I will do my best to read them out and look at them. Uh, as mentioned, we do a post um, that goes out on the site and on Twitter and on Instagram, so you've got loads of opportunities to ask questions and Sam and I will do our best to answer them. How are you, Sam? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, finally, a decent game week. Yes, a green arrow, and I haven't put you down as a red arrow. You're in the top <laughs> million, which is great. Finally. Uh, yeah, how, how many points between us now? It's, I don't think it's even that. It looks like there's a massive like gap between us, but I don't think it's that many points. No, well, that's the thing, isn't it, at this point in the season, is that actually you move so quickly through the um, through the numbers because there is so little between... Yeah each of the price, each of the um, rankings. So yeah, I don't think it's a huge number. I mean, well, let's see what happens this week. Mm. I've got to catch you at some point this season. Surely. I, know. I, I don't know what's happened. I, you were, you were miles ahead at one point and then it just shows that it's, it's one of those seasons where the, everyone's so close to each other. I mean, I think I'm only like 80 points or something off first, which seems <laughs> like, you know, that seems like achievable, you know, like it's, it's not going to happen, but it, you know, it feels like it's not it a huge be. number yet, is it? No. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's why overall rank is I'm less I'm so not really concerned about overall rank at the moment. I'm just more concerned that the arrows are green. If the arrows are always green, then you're going in the right direction. Yep. And, you know, you worry about the overall rank in a few weeks time. Absolutely. Uh, so before I get into the questions, I just want to mention Fantasy Five. Uh, I did the video with Jana yesterday, the team selection. If you're interested in Fantasy Five, you can check that out. And you can see the picks. Uh, that we made. If you don't know what Fantasy Five is, uh, it's essentially a free-to-play game. You can play alongside FPL. Uh, it takes a few minutes to set your team up and you can win £10,000 every week. There's also a range of monthly and seasonal prizes uh, too and you can set up mini leagues. There's a Fantasy Football Scout League uh, in the description with £100 a month um, for just, just being the best person that makes the most picks uh, that week all you got to do is pick five players and those five just have to out those five players just have to outscore their fantasy points target there's no bonus points so it's goals assists clean sheets uh, all of that stuff that we know so well and it sounds really easy i'm yet to get all five and win ten thousand, but i'm sure i'm gonna do it at some point uh, and like i said you can see the picks that jenny and i made um, on the video that went out yesterday but definitely get involved in that um, it's a great thing just to just to, you, it's, the game's out now you can set it up and play it and then you could potentially win ten thousand pounds for free amazing stuff right let's talk q a so we've had some really good questions they are all very similar <laughs> there seems to be that. yeah it seems to be just a, like a couple of, of key talking points this week and it's not going to surprise you uh what those are so I'm going to start with some of the questions from the site, move on to some from Twitter, and then I'll have a look through the chat and see what else we've got uh, to talk about. Uh, Joey Tribbiani, um, he's asking about Lukaku. He asks, why is Lukaku such a superior captain option this week? He's currently winning the Fantasy Football Scout captain poll by 50% of the votes to Ronaldo mm. at 
So I was quite surprised at that. I thought it would be more balanced, especially because people often vote with the players they've got and not necessarily who they think are the best players because we're all a bit biased uh, like that. But clearly Lukaku is being backed by majority of people. People are making switches from Ronaldo to Lukaku. People are wildcarding to have both of them. But the general consensus is he's a must this week and armband material. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I I did the official podcast this morning with with Kelly Summers. It's obviously out later on today. And she was talking about how that was her transfer this week. She took out Ronaldo for Lukaku. And I think that does that will sway the balance of this captain's poll this week because there will be a lot of people that have always planned to swap Ronaldo for Lukaku at this point. Um, And so, yeah, because I think generally speaking, you're right, people do vote for the players that they've got because it's the player they're most likely to captain. I think the fixture comes into it. Southampton on paper is a better fixture for Lukaku than Ronaldo has this week. Southampton have been really good, though, defensively. So I don't know that this is necessarily mm. going to be the hatful that we were all maybe thinking it might be a couple of weeks ago. I think Southampton are one of the only teams not to concede in the first half yet. I think I'm right in saying that. Wow. Um, so if it does happen, you might be waiting late in the game for, for that Lukaku haul. But yeah, I just think that that's probably why. Do I think he's a really superior captain option? I'm not sure I do. I'm not sure I think that Lukaku is like massively better option. I just think more people are going to have him going into this week than and Ronaldo, because of the fixtures. Yeah, than Ronaldo. That's why I think that he will be... I'm not sure that he is that much superior. I just think that the way the fixture is and the way that people are playing their FPL budgets will probably make him seem more superior than he actually is. Yeah. Plus, Ronaldo also has the early kickoff and I can't captain someone <laughs> in that early kickoff. Oh, it's it's such a stupid way of looking at it, really, isn't it? But I'm, it I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I hate I hate doing it. So have you have you Ruined got your Lu- week? Yeah, exactly. Have you have you got Lukaku then? Yeah. And no Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's part of the reason I had such a red arrow the other week is because I went Lukaku on wildcard because I thought that longer term he had the nicer fixtures. And I there's this thing in the back of my head about Ronaldo against the bigger sides and how for Juventus he was never he didn't really bang against the big sides. He tended to get more of his points against the lesser opposition. Bit flat track bullyish, but not quite, not quite Lukaku standards of that. Mm. Um, whereas obviously Lukaku scores against everybody on paper anyway. So I went with Lukaku. Now I'm, I am starting to kind of ponder on with the emergence of players like Saar and Smith Rowe in the middle whether it is possible to do the pair of them up top because I think mm. at the point when I wildcarded it was very hard to do that because there wasn't multiple 5.56 million players but now there is so I think there is scope for both and then you've got a decision to make if you've got both as to which one you're captain yeah absolutely I mean there's there's quite a few things going on here which are interesting I mean you mentioned the Southampton fixture not being um, that easy which I completely agree I think at the beginning of the season we we're all looking at wild cards and looking at the fixture turns we all mm. earmarked this Chelsea-Southampton game as being, oh, Southampton lost some key players. Chelsea are going to have all these signings. They're going to be amazing. I mean, it's a couple of games now. Chelsea haven't been at their best. Lukaku was poor last night. Southampton have yeah, already got a nil-nil draw with with um, Man City. I didn't know about that stat about not conceding in the first half. That's mm. that's, that's alarming as well. So I think there are some, and, and I think, you know, a lot of people have got a lot of injuries to teams and players. You know, Trent's out. We're going to talk about him, sure. Uh, people with lots of different flags and doubts and injuries and stuff. And suddenly this essential move of doing Ronaldo to Lukaku might actually be a bit of an afterthought for people 
now because you might have mm. other fires to put out. And I don't necessarily think it's as an essential move as I maybe thought it would have been a couple of weeks ago. I'm yeah. still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm going. <laughs> Are ahead. you? I'm following in Kelly's footsteps. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be doing Ronaldo to Lukaku and, and captaining him. Um, and the reason for it is, is exactly what you said. I mean, it's not just this week, right? I mean, Ronaldo, Everton, Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs, City, Watford, Chelsea. There's what there's one game in that where I'm probably going to captain Ronaldo, um, which would be the Tottenham, Watford game. Right? Yeah, well, and, 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 and maybe Tottenham, to be fair. Uh, but then you, you look at Lukaku. Um, let me, I mean, everyone's probably aware of these anyway, but let me just read the, the fixtures they've got in that same time. Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just a completely ridiculous run of, of, of games yeah. for Chelsea. And he's probably going to be my captain in all of those, I imagine. So set and forget isn't it? You just set and forget it on him. That's how it feels anyway right now. Yeah, the the, the only player who I think might might come to that is Salah in game week eight against Watford. Um, but other than that, I think it, it's going to be Lukaku. That's that's why people are making the move. And I think I'm seeing more people going off the, the double up now. I'm, I'm seeing more people making that switch of Ronaldo to Lukaku, which is, mm. which is really interesting. And I think the Villa performance as well from United um, has, has scared people. But then you see a, a game like last night when Ronaldo comes in the 90th minute and, and scores the winner. Yeah, see, Mark, for me, the, the double up up top, the thing that puts me off more than anything is who do I lose to have them both? So more than a couple of weeks ago, it was a budget thing. Now I think I could get the budget to do it, but that would mean losing either Antonio, which I don't want to do, or losing Jimenez at a point where his fixtures are nice and he's just scored and you feel like there is mm. potential for him to go on. So I'm at a point where I'm like, well, I've got to lose one of my players that I'm quite enjoying owning up top in order to have it it takes a lot of budget away I like the flexibility of being able to go for bigger defenders as well at the time when they seem to be performing well so and plus it also would mean that if I wanted to I could have a I was going to say a better but I'm not sure that there is a better but more expensive uh, goalkeeper so at the moment I've still got Sanchez although he's been brilliant there is some scope I think isn't there for going for the kind of five million goalie now Oh, and having gone. that extra bit of money, it's all right, Lee will get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, ab- ab- absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So my, my, on, on Black Box, Mark and I did this thing. We, we haven't done it for a few weeks now, which was, uh, we so we had 10 chips, 10 poker chips. Mm-hmm. You can put them on different players that you think are going to be the best captain. So let's say that, you know, looking at this, Ronaldo's got three chips and, and Lukaku's got six and maybe Antonio's got one or something. That would be like the captain poll on, on Scout. Where, where would your mm-hmm. 10 chips go? With my team the way it is right now, just just in general, if you were picking, or in general, in general, yeah. Um, seven of them on Lukaku, probably. Seven on Lukaku, and then three on Ronaldo. Yeah. No, I probably put some on Salah. He's got a good record against Man City. I think he could get something there. So I'd probably put maybe two on Ronaldo and one on Salah. Interesting. So, so Joey Tribbiani's question is like, do we think Lukaku is a superior captain option this week? The answer is for you is is obviously for me yes. it is yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think mine would probably be similar i think i'd probably put six or seven on on lukaku two on two on ronaldo and maybe i'll sit one on antonio something like that yeah i forgot about antonio yeah he probably should have got one as well <laughs> too late <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, salary is just someone who you can always if you're not sure you know you can get you can stick it on him no matter what the fixture and yeah and, and still totally. come something yeah very interesting um Knight's Tale, my favourite poster on, on Scout. This is traditional uh, 
ye old um, posting. <laughs> uh, and age is one more thing. So they're asking about Trent. So tougher fixtures, injury, potentially a price drop if he's out and then there's an international break. Uh, is there a case to drop him for a few weeks to say game week 10? Uh, FPL Husseria on Twitter asks if anyone's considering selling him for a Man City defender. What are you thinking about Trent? You got him, oh, I'm, yeah, assume. yeah. I'm assuming. It's a bit of a headache, isn't it? It's a massive headache. In fact, this is the biggest headache I've got this week, more than anything else. Deciding what to do about Trent is really difficult. If he's out for just this week, then I think I want to keep him because I'll obviously want him for the game against Watford in game week eight. But if he's out for going to be out for this week, obviously over international break, and then not going to be available for that Watford game in game week eight, then I think there is scope for selling him for a few weeks because the reality is he's going to be back at 7.5 million. So if I want to bring him back, say, in four game weeks' time, it's not hard to do. Plus, I don't yet have a Chelsea defender. So moving to from Trent to, say, Rudiger makes a lot of sense. It means that I, I've got one less injury problem in my team as well over the next couple of weeks. But something feels so wrong hmm. about selling Trent because whilst I don't necessarily think that Liverpool will keep clean sheets in some of the fixtures that they have coming up, there's every chance he gets attacking returns. So if he's going to be back for Watford, I want him. Mm. And then I'd still hold him and play him through those other fixtures afterwards. So I sort of wish that Klopp had said, he'll be back after international break, because then I would have gone, brilliant, I'll just bench him for this Manchester City game. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I, I don't think the fixtures are, are bad enough to... to want to have him gone for even a week I mean if if he's if he's back after the international break he goes straight into Watford like you mentioned and then it's United away I think Liverpool can score in that I'm not worried oh, about yeah. that as as a Liverpool having Liverpool attacking options and then it's Brighton at home they've got good record against us they'll score they'll probably score goals against us then it's West Ham away they haven't been keeping clean sheets then it's Arsenal then it's Southampton it's not you know it's not it's not a fixture run like United's for example it's a it's no. a run where I'm still expecting them to score goals, and they're the top attacking side. He's the chief creative threat for the for the team. He's just if he's fit, he's just a complete no brainer. I don't want to be messing yeah. around with that spot and going for City players and Chelsea players and stuff because I just don't think they can match him. So transfer back waiting to happen, isn't it? Really, absolutely. Yeah. the the only, The only thing I can see is if you're wildcarding this week and you leave some money in the bank. Yeah, and then, you, and then you address it. Obviously, you don't really want to be booking a transfer on the wildcard, but I can see why people are considering doing that. The trouble is, is that I'm seeing a lot of people going for like Man City defenders this week and then they've got Liverpool. So it's not exactly the best fixture to be rolling the dice with that. So they concede against Liverpool, get two points. Then you've got to use a transfer to bring in Trent. Just seems like a bit of a, a bit of a waste. So yeah. it, is a, it, is, it is a tough one. I think the, the only thing is, is if he is out for longer, maybe this is one yes. of those injuries where, you know, we actually don't see him for a while. Um, but I'm going to have the wild card in play next week over the international break. So I'll kind of know that information. And if he is out for a few weeks, then I probably won't go with him. But at the moment, I'm assuming he's going to be back either for the Watford game or the United game. And my advice would be to keep him. Would you go with another Liverpool defender instead? No. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't think defensively they are, they're still not up there. They're still not mm. up there with, with the top teams. They they still look to me like teams can get at them. We saw it with Brentford. We've seen other games where Allison's bailed them out. I don't mm. think Robertson's going to get close to Trent this season, like he has done maybe last season, or you know, two hundred points and stuff. They're, they're not. He doesn't seem to be. I don't know whether it's because he's had the injury. Just doesn't seem to be. Yeah. 
Not and, 100%. No, not 100%. And, Va- and Van Dyke's still coming back. And, I think and Jimenez, she- and not Jimenez, and Simicast is there as well. Yeah, yeah. So in the background, you know, there's always a potential, I suppose, that he could get a rest in some games if if he needs it. Uh, particularly because he's going to be used heavily by Scotland over international yeah. break, isn't he? Could you see him missing the Watford game, maybe? Could he play Simicast instead? I, I, I can see Simicast getting the odd game here and there, which, yeah, which I would I never have too. thought at the start of the season. But he's, when he's played, yeah. he's played really well. And Trent just doesn't have that that option. So as soon no. as Trent is back, he's he's going to be straight back in because it's Milner playing, yeah. filling in. And I mean, Milner's like I, like I said last night, Milner's a brilliant player, but he's no Trent. I mean, no one is. No. Like it's, <laughs> no. it's, a, it's a completely different ball game. Whereas Simakas is a very very good player, not as good as Robertson, but a, a good player. So no, I, I think the I think the way to do it is is load up on Chelsea and and City. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then you've got Liveramento there, who, who's also got a great run of fixtures coming up to cover the likes of Alonso if he doesn't play or Cancelo possibly if he's rotated uh, yeah that seems to me the way to do it but I would make sure you've got a way of getting back to Trent if you do get rid of him agreed hmm. agreed very good <laughs> uh right uh Alex Ball um best six million or under midfielder on a world card seems like we have this question every week but I guess there's a few are, now though, aren't there? there really are there really are yeah, yeah like suddenly we're in a place where it's like there's there's a few that you could could go with I as much as it pains me to say I was really impressed by Smithrow in the North London derby last mm. weekend like he really impressed me and I think at the price point that you've got to pay to own him particularly with the Arsenal fixtures the way that they are like they've got nice fixtures coming up he is not only is he proving himself to be a really good player but he's proving himself to be one of the leaders in that Arsenal side which you wouldn't necessarily have expected from somebody so young and mm. so new into their kind of football career that he's really kind of standing up and being counted at a time when that's what Arsenal really needed. So I do really like Smithrow and I think he's got some potential to be to be that one that people go to in that kind of fourth, fifth midfielder spot. But then you've also got Saar at Watford who, you know, again, looks like being a good option, is continually getting returns. The fixture in game week eight puts me off quite a lot coming up against Liverpool but I do think he's still a nice option yeah uh, I saw I'm I'm I'll be losing Saar on the wild card I think he got, he's got Leeds next great great game then it's Liverpool Everton Southampton Arsenal United Leicester Chelsea Man City now that is a bad run of games um, mm. the only game in that which looks sort of semi-decent is Southampton and like we've said Southampton aren't the pushovers I think a lot of us thought they they were so no I'm really not banking on Watford getting much out of any of those games. And I think Saar is, is losable. Um, he's up to 6-3 now as well. So if you wanted to get him in, he's he's not he's not, he's not that cheap. I mean, there's, there's, there are got a Smith Rowe is one. It's up to 6-3 now, six, is three he? 6-3 now, yeah. Goodness. Yeah, his price is going up massively. Um, what about the, um, the Everton midfielders? Uh, is it too late to go with them now, given the fixtures that they have? Because obviously they've got Man United next and then it's West Ham followed by Watford. Manchester United haven't exactly been solid defensively. And if they're missing Maguire, then that's not ideal for them defensively. So there's, there's potential there. West Ham, again, they've not kept as many clean sheets no. as I would have expected from them this season. I don't know. I mean, I as a grey owner, I'm quite enjoying owning him at the moment. Decore and Townsend both also in there as, as options that are available. And... You know, you have that particularly nice spell of fixtures from game week nine with what uh, with Watford Wolves and Spurs. 
I, 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 don't, I, 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 think, I don't think it's too late. Let's go. I, I don't think it's too late at all. I don't think West Ham, Watford, uh, West Ham or Watford particularly are, are bad games for Decore yeah. or Grey or Townsend. Then they go into Wolves, Spurs, City. Okay, but you know these are these are five point five to six million midfielders. You don't need double digit returns from them every week. You just need them to kind of tick over. And I yeah. think what I've seen from Everton is they're a side that will continue to tick over. I think any three of those options are decent. I think I'm, I'm leaning towards Townsend. You know, as the one I like. He took the penalty. Mm-hmm. Got a great record yeah. of them. Um, I wonder if Decore could be pushed deeper in some of the more in the tougher games coming up. We did see that the other week that he played in a deeper role and wasn't so effective. Yeah, we we will see it because because Benitez will shut up shop. I think in in some of these tougher yeah. games, and that will mean players like Decore. It might even mean the the wingers do even better because they're got even more. You know, they're going to be even more instructed to to counter and push and be more direct. Um, so it's, it's Townsend for me at five five that that I like. Um, I, I mean, my favourite play, he's a bit more than six, but is Saka at 6-2. Yeah. I think if you can, you know, if, you're, if you can find that extra point too, um, I think he's worth it. I think he's worth the money over Smith Rowe um, as well. It's, it's just underlying stats, are just unbelievable. And it's that versatility he's got of being able to play central midfield, left back, right wing. You know you're always going to get games out of him. Whereas I wonder mm. if we're going to see a bit of rotation with Smith Rowe and Pepe and... Odegaard, I, I don't really can know. He, can he rotate him? Like when you think about how well he's playing in comparison mm. to what we've seen from the likes of Pepe so far this season, I just can't see how he cannot play Smithrow. I mean, I agree with you. I think if you if you want absolute nailed on, then Saka is the one to go with. And if you've got that extra budget, then yeah, hundred percent. But if you haven't, it's got to be worth a chance on Smithrow with the fixtures the way they are. I think I think he played on the left, didn't he, Smithrow, mm. which we've seen before. I mean, he played on the right last season. He, he given the number 10 jersey, but then they sign Odegaard. I mean, Saka to yeah. me is, is the best right winger, best right winger option they've got. Odegaard's there, so he's kind of competing with him. I mean, Aubameyang can play on the left. I mean, Lacazette is just completely out of the picture at the moment. Yeah, it's totally gone, hasn't it? Totally minute? gone. But I mean, in theory could come in and then it means Aubameyang's on the left. Mm. I don't know. I, I think I think Smith Rowe will play the majority of, of, of minutes. Um, he played 60 minutes against Burnley, only got 28 minutes against Norwich, but other games he's played 90 or in and around 90. Mm. And like you say, his influence is is growing for the side. Um, I just think Saka is is is, is just is just I would just mm. pay that little bit extra for him yeah. personally. And Waymo as well, maybe is another one that we shouldn't be ruling out just because the next yeah. two fixtures aren't great. Absolutely, you know, we you know we've all been talking about getting off Brentford because fixtures are, meh. but actually we saw against Liverpool how they can and they will likely score goals against the bigger sides. So just because the fixtures aren't that great doesn't mean we should all kind of throw Tony and Embuimo out of the out of the conversation because yep. I think they should definitely still be part no, of it, particularly agree. at price points. Yeah, completely. I'm, I'm sticking with Tony, I think, on the wild card. I'm, yeah. I haven't seen anything in the last few games so maybe we want to sell him. No, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to take some questions from the chat. Uh, Nuclear Atoms says, Freaking Alaz, your new room is smaller. Seems like a downgrade. This room is like three times the size of the room I was in last time because I was in a... The house I was in had a little study it was like a kind of little annex. It's like a box. Like a little box. Yeah, this is like a, an actual bedroom that I've turned into a study. So it's it's. Much I think bigger. it's because you haven't got your pictures up yet. Yeah. Once I think I, once your pictures are some... up, then it will give scope and and give you, you know tell you about the size. Yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ami Dead says, "Lol." As says Liverpool defense, not uh, up there with the best, but they've conceded one goal in the, in the first five games until the game versus Brentford. Yeah, they have, but the the underlying stats aren't aren't amazing. They're not. You know, you look at. We look at City and Wolves in particular. They are so far ahead, stats-wise, of, of Liverpool. Yeah. And I think Liverpool have been lucky. 
you know, it's not all, I, I know, I know they have, they, they, their record is decent so far, but I, I do think Alisson has really bailed them out of, of some almost certain He's goals. top quality, isn't he? Top he's, quality keeper. And he, he's absolutely fantastic. And, and, you know, this, this is, I know, like you can say, this is what you pay the money for. And it's the same with Mendy as well at Chelsea. I mean, look at that Villa game. I mean, Watkins should have had about three, any other keeper, you know, probably would have conceded to that. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it's just a bit concerning when you, when you see these stats and you think, you know, and then and then you have a game like Brentford where a team actually attacks them and kind of makes the most of it. Yeah. And it, I, I think there are going to be games when you're you're paying a lot of money for these Liverpool defenders and you're going to want some attacking returns. It's only really Trent that I trust um, to go for that. Um, oh, this is an interesting one to pronounce. Bangvir the Vulgat FC uh, talks about Jota. Um, yeah. Well, he's he's advising someone to keep Jota. Belfast branch also says I wouldn't transfer out Jota. So there's clearly some conversation about. About him. Oh, sorry. It's the one true colour who asks: Is Jota worth transferring out now? I wouldn't. I don't know the answer to the. Would you not? You don't know the answer. You wouldn't. You would. You would actually consider transferring him out now, would you? Yeah, he's on my. He's on my list of potential outs this week. Wow. <sighs> I just. It, and it mostly has come about after last night. Um, after the Liverpool game the other mm. night, uh, Tuesday night, because. I watched, obviously, the Liverpool game and I watched the impact that Firmino had when he came on. And I watched, obviously, Jota's performance. And, and I thought he had a good performance, but it was, again, quite wasteful. And then Firmino came on and was immediately the kind of Firmino that we all know that he can mm. be in terms of the way that he moves the ball around, makes space for key other assets on the pitch, he made that Liverpool team so much better in those minutes that he got in the Champions League. Now, I don't think that it means that there's going to be a complete change in the way that Liverpool set up. And I don't think it suddenly means that Firmino is getting all 90 minutes and we're not going to see him at all. But I do think that there's now going to be a sharing of minutes again, like we were seeing in the early part of the season. Now, that has two ramifications, doesn't it? Because in part, I think, well, I don't really want that level of money as a rotation risk. But then I also know... He can score and has done already from the bench. So hmm. this is where my kind of quandary lies is it's like, well, I could just keep, but then I've got three Liverpool players going into a game against Manchester City. And then what is potentially after Watford a more difficult spell? Or do I sell him, keep the two that I really trust in, in Trent and in Salah and have one of these cheaper midfield options that I don't have any of? At the moment, God, this you, this really is a predicament for you, isn't it? You see, it's, I can I can see the cogs <laughs> whirring as you as you talk yep. about it. To me, he's, he's an easy hold. I I, <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends whether you look to him as being like, I'm only going to get him in while Firmino's out, and as soon as Firmino's out, then I'm going to look to ship him off. But, no, I don't. I don't think get him for that reason. It wasn't a Firmino is the be all and end all mm. in that decision. For me, anyway, I, I I just personally think Jota is gonna is gonna do well for his price at seven seven. I, I think there's few players who have the underlying stats that he's got, the mm. ability, you know, playing for the most attacking team in the league at the moment with the best attacking stats. He might he might only get thirty minutes in some games. I reckon he he's he will gonna, get games every time. Yeah, he'll he, get he's, minutes he's gonna get, every he's game. Gonna, he's going to get minutes in every game, and I think he, he starts the majority. I, I don't think he's like a Torres. I don't think he's going to be someone who you know maybe plays one in three. <laughs> No, I don't either. But then there is obviously the conversation that says, all right, well, I've got to pay, I think he's 7.2 now, maybe a bit more. Can't remember now which one's which in my my midfielder spot. But I've got to pay J- that J- for J- him. Whereas seven, I, seven. 
Oh, is it Greenwood that's cheaper? Oh, it's Torres that's cheaper, isn't it? Torres is so, the cheap one, yeah. Jota's seven, like, seven, the I, same as Greenwood. Yeah, so when I played my wild card, I was kind of like, right, I'm going to go with two of the three of those. And I, I went with the Liverpool guy, and I went I went with that. Basically, I just decided I'll go without Torres because I did not want the Pep through yeah. that, which actually has proved to be the right decision, although Greenwood has been pretty useless as well since I've got him. But <laughs> So I'm at a place where, because I've got those two, I don't really have anybody in that six... Like the bracket that we were talking about before, the best sub sub six million midfielder. And there are a few in there that really take my fancy and that I would really like. And I kind of think if they're going to get 90 minutes every week, what is the potential upside for them over 30 minutes playing for Liverpool? And that's yeah. where the kind of conversation comes, I suppose. Yeah, I just, I don't know if it's a priority. That, that, that's My point is, is that I, yeah. if I was wildcarding, I think maybe there's a decision to make, but... Losing Jota with and not wildcarding just seems quite luxury in a way because I, I I think he's still a good option even though Firmino's back. So yeah, I mean I guess it's in part because I've only just wildcarded, so I don't have like multiple problems in my team. Like mm. my team looks fine, as you would expect for somebody that's just wildcarded. My original thought when I did the wildcard was that one of those two midfielders would make way for a Chelsea midfielder. That was the original plan. But then the Chelsea midfielders just aren't, well, Mount's been injured and benched or pulled off early against Spurs. We haven't really seen the best of any of them. Like you've still got this kind of Ziyech, Havertz, Pulisic, like none of them inspire. So at that point, I'm kind of like, well, the obvious investment I had is gone in that price point. So then I'm looking down and just thinking, well, does that million that I'm going to save, maybe more than a million, does that actually make for better funding elsewhere? And I'm not sure yet. So I I imagine that he will end up staying because my priority this week is going to be a Chelsea defender. Mm. So he'll end up staying because I want the two transfers for over international break when everyone else is wildcarding. But he is definitely on the list of players that I am thinking about getting rid of. Yeah, I mean, the, you mentioned the Chelsea midfield, and I think that's that's a very good point because I think we we all expected in within seven weeks to have a clear answer to that. And, <laughs> yeah, and I we was haven't. I was never I'm not I'm not getting into Havertz uh, again, but I was never co- completely convinced as some people were that he was going to be 200 point a season FPL player. If this was going to be the season he broke out. Still, mm. had, still wasn't showing the signs that that is going to be the case, and I, I still question. I don't question his his ability, but I do question his FPL. Um, potential really long yeah. long term now especially now they've signed Okaku and he's not playing in that kind of false nine role um, Mount was the one that I really wanted um, I thought with Okaku coming in you know he's got the target man to aim at but got the injury now and I think his place in the team maybe isn't as secure as it might have been with Kovacic playing so well and Kante and Jorginho yeah. looking so good as, as that three so it just falls to Lukaku in the defence really so yeah if you are looking yeah. at ways of getting Jota I think really you either need to go down quite substantially down to like a 6 million player, like the ones we talked about, a Saka, Rafina, that kind of guy. Yeah. Or, well, this, this leads into another question from Ajani. So differential picks, uh, mentions Grealish, uh, for example. Other than Grealish, I mean, City in general. City are going to be a team that a lot of people are targeting game week eight. Fixture one's really nice. So who'd you get, right? You've got Grealish, you've got Torres, you've got De Bruyne, you've got Foden, you've got Gabriel Jesus. Who... If you're looking for a differential, I would say you go for one of them. Which one would you get? Or would it be none of them? I was going to get a differential. I'd get Ollie Watkins. Just, okay. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. 
<laughs> said this on the pod this morning as well because they asked me the same question um so it'd be a bit weird if I then said one thing on here and said something different on there I d- so Ollie Watkins three of his biggest FPL points returns have come against Spurs and Arsenal who are two of his next three fixtures got 13 points nine points and nine points against them last season I also like the fact that since he's come back, one of the big concerns we had about him was that he was going to play out wide. But since he started playing, he's playing much more central. Aston Villa have moved their style of play and they're playing two up top. So he's much more central with Danny Ings in all the right places, doing the right things. I think he's had 19 penalty area touches in his four game weeks because, of course, he's played two game weeks less. Now, we haven't yet seen attacking returns from him. But the Spurs defence up next, Hmm. I mean, that's not going to worry him, is it? I mean, it certainly shouldn't. After that, the fixtures are okay. Like they're they're starting to come out of their bad period of fixtures that they had again. I think there's real scope. Actually, is one point five percent, and I think he's seven point three million now. I want to say, so he's had a, obviously a couple of price drops. If you're looking for a real differential, Saka, I think he's another one. He could be a great option. I'm not sure about Grealish. I'm not sold on him. Not because he's not playing well, but just because it's Manchester City, and mm. and he's not. For the price that he is, he's not returning the points that I would have expected. But I do think he's playing well. He's made a real big difference to the Man City team. He's just not quite hitting the ground yet. But something about Watkins, I've just got a feeling that he might go off in the next couple of weeks. So which City player to pick? Ollie Watkins? Well, no, but, but I'll put you well, differentials I, 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 you were talking about, weren't you? I, I did. If you were going to go with a City player... I'm just playing. The, the question was differential World Cup picks. Um, yeah. yeah so if we're going to go with the City player I don't know I mean I, I'm i still more sold on the defence for yeah. City I think, I think I'd, can, I'd still can, go Cancelo's obvious yeah. right can, can, yeah. Cancelo's an obvious pick because it, it gives you some coverage of the attack because he bombs forward yes. and drops into midfield he, get, he gets the clean sheets as well I mean City's underlying defensive numbers are the best I've ever seen in a, in a team yeah. like yeah, they're, yeah. they're like Wolves Wolves are like wow they're absolutely amazing it's like 130 minutes per XG yeah. or, or something like that. City's like 190s. It's like it's they're just absolutely unbelievable coming into a good run. So yeah, he's the he, he's the obvious one. Um, EDB maybe. Yeah, I mean possibly. It's it's he's a massive lo- differential. Massive differential. But he's a lot of money for a for a, a punt, right? I, I I just I don't know. I mean, Gianni yesterday was going for Foden. Yeah, he had, he had Foden his team. I'm not totally sold. I've got on Foden that. in my draft team. Um, we haven't done anything yet. But he, obviously with draft teams, you mm. pick him. And I knew he was injured at the point I picked him. But I don't know. I think, and this is my issue, I guess, with the City midfield, is that we are now, we had problems already with rotation. Now we've got KGB and Foden back. Now the rotation problem surely just gets worse. So whereas mm. in the defence, we we have had, finally, we've had some stability in that defence in terms of who Pep has been choosing. So I sort of feel like going with one of the defenders makes a lot of sense but that midfield you've got to pay a lot of money for them I think if you want to go with one then going with KDB is the most safe pick um but again how you budget for him with with Salah and Ronaldo and Lukaku and, and Trent if you want to keep him it's very difficult to budget for KDB this year but I do think if you if you want to go rogue on a wild card as a differential pick could be the the only one I'd consider out of City is Grealish. I think just because he's just because he's getting the ninety, and I do yeah. think he, he's gonna, he is, he is going to hit some halls this season. He's he's too good not to. The left field one I'd pick would be Gabriel Jesus, just because I think his versatility now of striker and right wing 
is, is mm. in his favour. I think he could be an interesting punt. I wouldn't go anywhere near Torres, Foden, De Bruyne, any any of the any of those other I ones. I wouldn't go Torres, definitely not. No. Foden, I don't think I'd go there either. KDB, the history makes me kind of. It's just the injury. Think he could be. A, it's, it's just yeah. these, it's just these injuries he's got. I, I just don't know if if he's gonna. I want to see him playing regularly, you know, 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's true. And stuff. That is true. I, I think he's going to be used, he's going to be managed. Because, the, the, again, the Champions League is, is going to be such a massive priority for, for City again. And Surely. Surely. And, and I don't think he's going to want to... They've got so many options that can play, you know, because yeah. they've got Grealish now, right? Like, a lot of the passing and, and stuff that De Bruyne does can, can be covered now by Grealish. And they didn't really have that. That's and, true. Bernardo Silva's playing well as well. They won the league without De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva was there. Yeah, um, it's true. And, and don't, look, don't get me wrong. I don't think the Greedy's just playing badly. I'm just not yet seeing no. the level of returns that I would want. I, like, I watch him. I, I've really enjoyed watching him play for Man City. I think he's really, he's made that spot his own. He's improved the team. All the things they bought him for, right? He's done. But just FPL waste, we haven't yet yeah. seen consistency in points returns that I would want at 8 million. No, I completely agree. It's just about seeing whether... You know, a player who's, who's probably going to play ninety—is it worth it? Yeah, is it similar to Jota, right? It's similar. It's a, oh, yeah. it's a similar kind of question in that when they play, well, maybe Greece is a little bit similar because when he does play, he's not really delivering, but you know he's going to play. So maybe it's kind of yeah. the opposite of, of Jota, whereas Jota doesn't always need to play ninety to to get the returns. True, yeah, it is yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, one more question, and this was obviously another a, a big one that people are talking about, and that's about Chelsea defence. Kind of touched on it briefly. Um, yeah. So Brenton Eckersley asked which Chelsea defender to bring in. So if you had one Chelsea defender to bring in, who would it be? Um, Crypto Shills asked, should I go for Azpilicueta over Rudiger? And Nathaniel Mez just says, Christensen, question mark. So <sighs> two questions for you. One, which one would you bring in if you had to, if you only bring in one? And two, if you could get two, who would you get? So this is actually what I, this is actually my genuine um, transfer this week mm. I am going to bring in a Chelsea defender the question is which one and I watched last night in the hope that it would bring <laughs> some clarity to what I was going to do so in my head I was like there's Alonso who feels like obviously the most exciting one to bring in the most potential upside in terms of goal threat assists I watched him obviously live because I went to that Spurs Chelsea game and he was phenomenal during that game, like really, really good. And at that point I was like, right, you're the one I want. But Chilwell appearing at half time in the Champions League has just reawoken that slight fear in me because the whoever I go with from a Chelsea perspective, if it's just one, you want them to be guaranteed to play in all of this nice mm. run of fixtures so that you pick up all those clean sheets. If you go with two, I think you can go Alonso, happily go Alonso, because if Chilwell gets some game time in that period of time, you're not the end of the world because you've already got somebody else. So for me, it comes down to a straight choice between Aspilicueta and Rudiger. I like Aspilicueta because of the captaincy thing. He's more likely to play. They always seem to make room for mm. Aspilicueta more some potential more attacking threat there but Rudiger's really safe really secure and we did see some attacking threat from him against Spurs with the goal that he scored I don't think he's going to do that regularly but there is some goal threat there so I think for me I'd be I'm at the moment I'm in the Aspilicueta camp just but I could easily be in the Rudiger camp very interesting 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think Alonso getting hooked at half time. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that happened because he got booked. I don't think there's any injury or anything like that. Um, no, they didn't seem to know, did they, at the time? They were like, oh, is it an injury? And I was like, I think it's just because he's on a yellow card and they don't want him sent off. That's it. Then nothing was said after the game. So I'm assuming that that's. I good. feel pretty certain that he'll start at the weekend over Chilwell. I, mean, I think he will too. But would you be certain that he would start every game for the next? There is there is no way that if I was going to pick one Chelsea defender, I'd pick Alonso. Yeah, I, completely, I agree I, with I, that. I completely agree. I I definitely want to have on the wild card. I'm I'm almost certainly going to have Alonso and and Rudiger, and the yes. reason and the reason for that is a I don't think Alonso comes off the bench if he if he um, isn't isn't mm-hmm. starting, and b you've got Liveramento there to cover. Well, it would have. Who's got a really good run of fixtures after after yeah. Chelsea? So I'm not I'm not too worried about that at all. But yeah, if I, if I'm picking one, like you say, it's definitely between Azpilicueta and, and Rudiger. I wouldn't go for Christiansen. Same reason as, as Alonso. No, you know, totally. five billion good price, but he will miss the odd game. It's just going to happen yeah. with, with Thiago Silva there again. I think he's a good he's a good option to pair with one of Rudiger or yeah. Azpilicueta. Because then you've got the clean sheet, yeah. And anything more is a bonus, yeah. and that's how I feel. Absolutely. It's like exactly at the it. moment I'm going to go with one one Chelsea defender this week. Probably add to him the week after over the international break. Probably add in another one. So I think going Rudiger Aspilicueta now and add in Alonso as my second. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I would just favour Rudiger if I was going to pick one. I, I just I keep saying it's it, a hard one though, isn't it? It is a hard the two one. Of them. It is a hard one because I, I I think Aspilicueta does probably offer. He's got a bit more assist potential. I think he's. Yeah. Yeah, I think the nailed on wires they're probably about the same. He could potentially be playing at right wing back and all that. Mm. I just watched Rudiger play, and I kind of feel like in some ways he might he's going to get a red card at some point. But <laughs> in other ways, he's like a he's just a, a demon. He's just everywhere. He's just absolutely everywhere. And the goal he scored was great. I think he's he's more of a threat from set pieces. Um, and yeah, I just, got a bit of a rest though, didn't he last yeah. night in the Champions League? Came off early, whereas Rudiger played. I, I, this and this is where the dilemma comes. I think when you're looking at multiple, gosh, it's popular in my house today. No, what's happening? Um, <laughs> good job, Lee's working from home. Yeah, I think the um, like picking between them is really difficult because there's so many upsides for each of them, and then you're so you're kind of nitpicking as to which one you you go with. Well, our very own Nuclear Atoms, who's in the chat and, and mod of this of this channel, uh, he, he'll be our final question today. Alonso for captain. Oh, Too much? Oh. I like I it. Honestly, I like it. I like it a lot. The yellow card and the 45th minute sub, I think makes him a better captaincy option. Yeah. If you didn't have Lukaku... I mean, look- if you didn't have Lukaku... And if you... I didn't have Lukaku, I think I'd consider it more than yeah. than I just did then. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, so the chances of a clean sheet are quite good. The chances of attacking returns are also quite good. The chances, therefore, of a double-digit haul from Alonso this week, quite good. So all of those things are positives for captain's armband material. Would you ever do it? Have captain to defender before. But I always regret it because if mm. they lose the clean sheet, then you're just like, but I've captained Trent before. He's not a defender though. Like he's not. But he's not really a defender. He's, he's, but then he's, he's a, a, Alonso really. He's a striker if anything. The <laughs> position he takes up in the box are just absolutely, like oh. absolutely never, never see anything like it. I, I, just, I don't I, know if I could bring myself to, I don't know if I could bring myself to captain a defender this week. If you knew he was going to start, 
Would you, would that, that would be would different. That, would that so if you knew he was going to start, probably would. You probably would. But then even then, I, I Southampton have been right. So Southampton on paper, this fixture looks great, right? But Southampton have been really good the last couple of weeks. Kept a clean sheet against Manchester City. We're probably unlucky not to get more than that, to be honest. With the uh, penalty, is it? Is it not drama that went on that game? Could you see Chelsea being held to a one nil? Or could Southampton get something from that game? Maybe. I mean, I, I could, don't know. I'm just a bit scared to I, captain. I could, instead of doing Ronaldo to Lukaku, I could move Veltman to Alonso and captain him. Oh, but would you? <laughs> and then who would you? Oh. Well, w- would I? Yes. I, w- like, I wouldn't say it if I wouldn't actually do it. But do I think he's a better captaincy option than Lukaku? That's, that's the yeah. question. That, that's, but that's, if you that's, didn't that's have Lukaku... Is, okay, so here's another one for you then. Is he a better captain option than Ronaldo? Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good question because then I'd, I think, I think he maybe is. I think he, I think he has a bigger upside in in Southampton than the Ronaldo does. <laughs> I mean, it, it would basically come down to would I play? What who would you rather have, Lukaku, at, Lukaku captain and Veltman, or Alonso captain and Ronaldo? Have Brighton got this week? Arsenal. I think Alonso That's... captain and Ronaldo quite possibly outscores Lukaku and Captain Veltman. You're not going to Captain Veltman, sure. <laughs> no, no, it would be, yeah. be, be Lukaku captain, and, captain and, and, and Veltman. Or... I think you're probably right. I think Alonso and, and Ronaldo probably <laughs> could. Say that. They, they <laughs> probably could outscore. Right. <laughs> but they probably could outscore. It's the Veltman thing, isn't it? If you said it's Lukaku and yeah, exactly. I don't know. I could... Tomato. Yeah, yeah. Then. No, they probably can't. But if it's Lukaku and Veltman against an Arsenal team that have found their shooting boots, Ronaldo and, and Alonso captain probably could outscore them. But then, like you say, Alonso could lose his clean sheet early, get subbed. And then get two. Get two. Luka- you know, Lukaku gets a hat-trick. So, yeah, it's... Uh, God, this, this Q&A hasn't helped me at all. I've got more <laughs> Qs and As. <laughs> I wouldn't, Captain Alonso. There you are. There's my okay. answer. You wouldn't. I... Probably won't, but I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> but you would. I'm now a little bit tempted. <laughs> right, oh, I think that's it for us this week. Thanks everyone for joining us and for all your questions. Uh, we will be back probably earlier in the week next week again. We'll get back to a Monday. I think mo- Mondays works for us, doesn't it? Normally each week. Um, I've got a wedding for a while. Oh, I know I have. I've got a wedding bloody next week as well. It's never ending these these things. <sighs> I know, crazy. Uh, you just do it to get out of work. That's what you oh, do. Yeah, You've arranged all these weddings. I'm just, I'm just sitting on the sofa, you know. Everyone thinks I'm at work. Put my suit on, sit on the sofa. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should ask for some photographic evidence of these yeah. weddings. Oh, God, please don't. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Thank you, everyone. And.